What's up, y'all? My name is Ian Edwards, and welcome to the Soccer Comic Rant. Uh, this is going to be fun today. This is going to be mad fun. Uh, <laughs> we're going to see. Uh, so let me discuss what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about how football is a game of margins and fine lines, and that's how Liverpool marginally beat Manchester United 7 nothing. It, they were so lucky. If Liverpool did not score those seven goals, I'm sure we would have beat them if we'd have scored first. So we're going to talk about how lucky Liverpool was to beat Manchester United just barely. They only scored seven. We're going to get into that. We're going to talk about how Southampton like, like won despite Lee's negativity. And uh, and after their loss to Grimsby in the FA Cup, they came back, they played a real team, and they got real points, and they're off the bottom. And, uh, you know, hopefully this will be a continuation thing, and it, it won't be, you know, you know, but they only need to win a few games. If you win five games, you're safe, so you're good. Uh, we're going to talk about Arsenal, like, being resilient and, uh, you know, going down to, but coming back but they came back on a team that you know did the same thing to spurs so there's that we'll talk about man city uh they won they won right yeah they won we'll talk about all the premier league and uh there's one more game tomorrow but thanks for listening thanks for watching my name is ian edwards uh we have one guest right now maybe the others will join or maybe i'll just go on a solo crying rant about the game Earlier, we'll see what you know, and the possibilities are endless. Uh, so, we have Lee Hudson, stand up comic from England, who's actually in America right now. What up, fam? Southampton hey, fam. I'm all good. Um, feeling a little bit better after obviously this weekend. Uh, mm -hmm. but I mean, I felt secondhand pain watching that game with you earlier. <laughs> <laughs> but, but did I look in pain though? I couldn't tell you. You were just like emotionless, almost like yeah, yeah. Like you yeah. shut yourself down. Yeah, I know how to shut it down, baby. Bury <laughs> the pain. Yeah, <laughs> Karate Man bleeds on the inside. Yeah, yeah. I, I was uh, I was waiting for the score to try and get up to nine because I was going to invite you into my support group <laughs> for nine nil survivors. <laughs> how dare you not invite me in? Despite it was only seven. Why does I have to get to nine? Nah, seven, <laughs> seven's Seven's minor shit. Nah, man. Anything over five is like, like f anything over five for a United fan is nine. It's, it's a, you know, that's how football math works. Uh, so I guess we'll talk about the most important game of the week first. That's Chelsea finally beating Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, getting three points. No, nah, I'm kidding. Let's talk about the Liverpool uh man united match and let's just say let's start and i mean these are all honest points and these are all facts uh liverpool is lucky that manchester united has been on such a good run and we've been playing games 3.5 every 3.5 days we play a game even when we played newcastle last week in the league cup final we had played 10 more games than them so Liverpool are lucky that we won the Caribou Cup and we have so many games under our feet because 
we basically have the same issue they've been suffering from all year. We're, we're tired. We never, this team with its new pieces and its old pieces have never been in this situation before with so many games this early in the season. So there's some growing pains there. So they're lucky. They're also lucky that we had an off game. They're also lucky that they had an on game. Like Gakpo was firing. They're lucky that fucking Darwin Nunes was worth his money. And they're lucky that Salah, you know, broke the uh, scoring record of Robbie Fowler and was on point today and played like old school Salah and like actually helped defend and you know, dislodged some balls from our players and counter uh, started counters and attacks on us. Uh, they're lucky that uh, that Gakpo is worth the money. They're lucky that uh, Darwin Nunes is worth the money, and that they overcome all the criticism against them. and And they're lucky that they have these two players that we wanted. So they're lucky about that. Uh, they're also. Lucky that United was due a loss. Like, like this was coming. We were going to lose something at some point. Like we weren't going to just keep winning the whole season. So they're lucky that the game was at Anfield and that the loss was to them. Uh, they're lucky that they played so beautifully after having such a very confusing season. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, what's happening to Liverpool this year? And they look at the losses and they can't believe the losses. Well, this win to me is more believable for all the firepower Liverpool has than the losses. The losses that Liverpool has had and the points that they dropped have been confusing as shit. But this makes complete sense. Uh, when we spoke to Neil, he'd mentioned that Liverpool had actually been in a good vein of form, especially at home and in the Premier League. And that you know, they're lucky that they played us at this time for them because they're on a good run. And, you know, and, you know, they're lucky that we beat them earlier this season so that they had that revenge factor and that they wanted. And, and they're lucky that they played some, they beat a quality team because they needed a quality win, especially after the Real Madrid loss embarrassment at home. And they needed like a score like this to them to clean their palate of that and to like reset them. So they're fucking lucky and congratulations to them. They did their thing. They squeezed us in the midfield in the beginning of the game. And this game was kind of a flip, a bizarro flip of our game versus Leicester, where like we had most of the possession and, but in against the Leicester team in the first half, but then, Leicester created some clear-cut better chances than us. And that's what happened in this game. They had most of the possession. They pressed us. They coughed the ball out of us. and But we had the best chances in the first half besides the one that Gakpo put in the back of the net. And uh, after that, we came out in the second half and uh, they got the early goal. And just like I said, they were just firing in all cylinders. And they also got lucky that they broke our spirit by their hard work, broke our spirit. Because once they got to like third or fourth, like on the third one, Anthony lost the ball, didn't track back. And and once the fourth one went in, like Bruno just switched off. He might have switched off before that, but definitely by the fourth one. And he's the captain. And once he switches off and the other players are looking at him, they're like, all right, our captain switch off. We're switching off too. 
So they are lucky that they scored enough goals to break our spirit to turn off Bruno Fernandes, to turn off the rest of the team so that they could get seven goals. And uh, I, I mean, I'm sure there's other things that they got lucky with, but yeah, Liverpool, you won. Congrats. And great game plan. Your team fired on all the cylinders today. Hope you saved some goals for Real Madrid. If you played them mid midweek, you should have probably spent them all on United. Three nothing would have been fine. You could have had four goals that you need to take to Real Madrid with you. But let's see how you do there. Uh, what are your thoughts? Um, similar, really. Like it was an interesting game. Like it didn't have seven nil written on it, even at half time. Um, like you say, Liverpool came out first 15 minutes or so. I thought they were really high energy. They pinned you in your half. They pressed. Um, they made you, like you say, they made you give the ball back to them. They made you, they forced you into mistakes, a loose pass. Uh-oh, you froze. Are you still going? Yeah, I think I'm here. Um, yeah, okay. Like Liverpool, Liverpool, like, you know, were suddenly on the back foot. You settled down, you started coming at them, you started creating chances. Anthony was looking lively, Rashford was looking lively, Bruno was doing stuff. Um, you obviously had the set-piece goal disallowed when Casemiro went offside. Um, and I thought, you know, okay, we've got a game here. And then that goal from Gakpo, like, obviously dented you a little bit, but I think, you know, I was thinking, you know, we're going to see Ten Hag make some changes. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe just a little bit come out second half and and like really get at them um, and then that mm-hmm. early goal from Darwin Nunes just killed you guys it seemed like all of a sudden you know you're 1-0 down you're still in the game it's 2-0 and then head seemed to start to drop a little bit and then obviously as the goals went in like you say you just saw people give up you saw people start walking and mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised by that given how like strong the mentality seemed at United under Ten Hag um, you know, these games happen and they're not like fatal. Uh, like as long as you bounce back, right? Which I hope you don't because we're the next game. Whoa, 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 s- whoa, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared we're going to get beaten now. Hopefully. <laughs> you don't um, need to win every game to survive. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> no, we, we can't afford to give you that one. Uh, <laughs> it's... Um, yeah, it's interesting. It, oh, no. We'll take it. Oh no, do you know, I've just I've just seen between between now and playing us, you've got Batiste in the Europa League. So hopefully you give Batiste oh, the wrath. To Batiste. Right. And then we we can maybe get something from you. Okay. Um <laughs> I just had to check the fixtures. But yeah, I mean it, it it's gonna show you what your players are made of now, how they bounce back from this, because um, like I say, seven nil doesn't have to be fatal. You can write it off as a bad day. I think it probably was just that. Um, it's, a ta- I, it's a tax write-off it's a football tax write-off <laughs> um, but yeah I, I mean I can't see it denting you too much like I say you've got a lot of experience in your squad now and I think those players will they'll get everyone back on track this week and Ten Hag as well I think he'll do his work this week and get you um, yeah get you back on track and it'll just be a blip you, you know what Liverpool was also lucky with they were lucky with the way the ball bounced today mm. like literally like there are like three goals where we tackled, dislodged the ball, and it bounced back to one of their players. And then we put a foot in, and then it bounced to one of their players. And then our, one of our players put a foot in, 
and it bounced back to them and they put the ball in the back of it. There's like three goals where there was this like keystone mess going on of not being able to clear it and the ball just bouncing to them. You know, uh, there was one that uh, Darwin Nunes scored a pass from Elliot. Like I give that goal to Elliot. He just used Darwin Nunes's forehead as a wall pass to put that ball in the back of the net. But, you know, there was, you know, good performances, great for Firmino. He's scored in his probably last Liverpool game at home versus United. So I've always liked him as a player, so good for him. Good for Salah for breaking the Robbie Fowler record. Uh, he's lucky that Robbie Fowler only scored that amount of goals, so then he only had to score this amount of goals to beat that record. So, you know, good and lucky to Salah. And, you know, Darwin Nunes, two goals. Gakpo, two goals. Hey, man, so you, goodbyes. Get your good goals for the good money that you spent for them. And what an idiot for the person that's flying that helicopter or plane with that anti-FSG group. Is that, is yeah. that their group? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not a Liverpool fan, but me and you were talking because you were in my living room watching it at the time. And, uh, and it's like, like, what do the fans have against the SF? Are, are, are any fans happy with any of their ownership? Like, come on, Liverpool ownership from the outside looks like they're doing their thing and they're hustling and they spent money and they never leave the team hanging. And so I don't understand if anybody understands what issue a fan could have with the Liverpool's ownership. Uh, let us know, comment us, and we'll go back and forth. And we always like to learn more stuff about football. Is there anything else about this match? Uh, not really. Like I say, I think you know you got to hope it's just one you can write off as a as a as a bad bad day. And like you say, you write like the the ball was just bouncing sometimes for them. It was just a day when, especially second half, just everything that could go right for them went right for them, and everything that could go wrong for you guys went wrong for you. So you just have to you know, learn whatever you can from it and move on as quickly as possible. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we've, we've had some crushing uh, losses. <coughs> there's, a, there's an irony. This is like a bookend game because we started the season terribly. Two losses in a row. We got bashed by two teams. You would assume we could beat. Liverpool was the third game and we used that game to turn around our season. And now they might have used this game to turn around theirs. Now they have a game in hand. They're only a few points behind Spurs who are in fourth and they could get into the top four. Like if the way they lined up today with Gakpo in the middle, Nunes on the left, Salah on the right. And if they could just, you know, and then they, they have kind of a midfield thing coming up. Like they, they have the players, and today they played with that energy. And I know why, because Liverpool wanted to be the quality team, because they haven't. So this was the opportunity at Anfield. And I don't even think the fans at Anfield were that into the game. You know, and it wasn't until... So I think the players really did this. I give the players, Liverpool players props. Our guys, we just had... We did, did we just, we've been playing the same guys a lot. and shit caught up there was no other gear and there was a part of the game and it's like let's just let this just let the time just run out and we'll be back the next game you could almost see that type of 
body language. But again, Liverpool is lucky that they scored the first seven goals first and that after every 90 minutes that the game is over and they don't wipe the slate clean and then start with another 90 minutes because we would have beat them if that was the case. But they don't have the balls to play two 90-minute games back-to-back. And so go home with your one 90-minute and seven-goal win, whatever. Uh, who? What do you think we should talk about next or who? Game at the bottom, surely. <laughs> <laughs> the game at the bottom. Southampton, yes. So, did everybody at the bottom, before I ask you about the game, did everybody at the bottom get points this weekend? Or did somebody no. not? Um, so, obviously, Bournemouth had that last-minute uh, loss to Arsenal. Um, so, that's put them bottom now because we've, we've gone above them on goal difference. Um, okay, Everton... Cool. Drew with Forest, Leeds lost, West Ham, I think, lost. Yeah, West Ham lost. They lost to to Brighton. Yeah, and Leicester lost, and Forest drew with Everton. So out of those uh, bottom seven teams, only two of them drew, and the rest all lost, and we won. Right. I mean, listen, this is how crazy this is. If you, you have 21 points, if you had six more points, you would be 12, bro. Yeah, it's crazy. That is crazy. And we kind of do this math every year, but you'd be 12 with six more points, which is still be like, you'd be having a disappointing season, but you would be looking at it from a completely different perspective. Or you may be looking at it as a, uh, I, I, I don't know how I can't speak for you or how the fans, but but that's this is points margin ties. Like it, anything you could have done in any game to have gotten six more points, which mm. is possible for any team in any direction during any point of the season. And yeah. uh, so, are you still panicking? How does this win make you feel? Um, I mean. I'm still feeling pretty pessimistic just because we haven't ever won back-to-back games in the league this year. This mm-hmm. is our first home win since we beat Chelsea at home in August. So we haven't mm-hmm. won at home since August. <laughs> like that's, that's a long time ago. So um, I feel like there's maybe a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, but it's, it's small. And we need, mm-hmm. to, we need to put some results together um, and not just slip back into a, a losing streak again because that's what will kill us. Like, it's these little nuggets of hope that keep killing me because we then go back to being shit afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. Like we beat Chelsea, then we were just terrible against Leeds, terrible against Grimsby. Um, at least the bad spell only lasted one league game, one cup game this time. And then we got a win again. So that's positive. Um, mm-hmm. But like you were saying about that points difference, like I do look back on some games, like every team has the games they regret, but we've had some real stinkers. Like when we were playing Wolves and we were 1-0 up against 10 men, and then we yeah, lost 2-1 yeah. to 10 men like those are the games that if we do go down which I I, I think we probably will still those are the yeah. games we'll look back on and go you know that's that's fucked us up there um, but you know we're still alive at the moment the results have gone in our favour this weekend so while there's still hope we you know hopefully the, the players keep fighting and like you say a couple of wins can really change the whole picture of the situation down there the only thing that's given me hope is that there's some other teams down there that are really bad as well. <laughs> because 
we've improved slightly, but a lot of those teams down there are just are just bad. So, um, you know, if we can put some form together, we could leapfrog some of them. Um, based on you know the season so far, who I think do, we deserve who, to go who down. Who do you think is bad? Bournemouth, I think, are a terrible team. I know they they okay. sort of showed a little bit of fight against Arsenal um, right. on Saturday, but I think Everton are a very bad team. They're just a mishmash of parts that have been poorly put together by managers over the you know last few seasons, um, and obviously the board's a mess. So even though they got Dyson and he turned them around, you know, quickly in the first game or so, like they seem to have slipped back into their old ways. Um, which means it might have been a new manager bounce. So, yeah, I, I think Leeds are lacking in goals. They look a bit toothless as a team. Um, so, you know, they could go there. West Ham, I think, could go down. Like they, they look devoid of confidence. I wasn't very impressed with Leicester against us. Like, I mean, if you lose away to us when we haven't won at home in <laughs> six months, then that's a, a bad sign. Um but then they're a crazy team. Like the other week, they stuffed a whole bunch of goals past Spurs, and then they look like they could yeah. never. They look like they could have played for three hours and not scored against us. So hilarious. They're they're a strange team. Um, like Iniesta, he scored a goal against Spurs where he just picked up the ball on the edge of the box and just passed it into the corner like it was the easiest thing in the world. And then against us, he was blowing chances left, right, and centre. So he he refused to score against you guys, even when your goalkeeper. <laughs> passed in the ball and said, take a shot. Like, spotted him a goal. Like, (laughs) the assist was going to be, it was going to be goal, Iannato, assist, Southampton keeper. And still, he refused to put the ball in the back of the net. So, it it was just, again, like, this is the reverse of that day when you were up one nothing versus, who was that? Wolves. Wolves. And if you do survive, you look at this game and Iannato not putting the ball in the back of the net when he could have, should have, and didn't. Uh, what do you... I, I feel like Nottingham Forest is going to stay up. Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, I've been really surprised by them because mm-hmm. when I saw them play us, um, which I think was early January, mm-hmm. they were down near the bottom, we were down near the bottom. They beat us 1-0 with a goal that we sort of gave them and they looked bad. They looked like a team that didn't really have any ideas. Um, Mm-hmm. They looked poor. They looked like a team of championship players. But then that win against us seemed to spark something in them. And they've just gone on, you know, a pretty good run of form. And yeah, like I I, I see them staying up now. Like like I said, I think I think Bournemouth are worse than them. I think Everton are worse than them. I think West Ham are worse than them. I think Leeds are worse than them. Based mm-hmm. on yesterday, Leicester are worse than them. And, and you know, they're better than us right now as well. So um, I think Forrest have, yeah, it's, it's it's crazy what Cooper's done there to to flip that around. Um, you can see where it's come from though, where the points have come from in that we've won the same amount of games as Forest. We've won the same amount of games as West Ham as well, but like Forest have drawn eight games and we've drawn three. So mm-hmm. Forest have been able to squeeze those draws out against certain teams. that's given them, you know, those extra points that have pushed them a little bit further clear. Whereas right. those games, instead of drawing them, we've gone and lost them. Um, but it's weird that we've won six games, and that's, which is more than Bournemouth, Everton and Leeds, and the same as Forest and West Ham. So, yes, but we've also lost more than all those teams as well. <laughs> um, yeah, so what, other teams have been squeaking draws out where we haven't. 
Yeah, football math is uh, always funny. Uh, I think one thing that Forrest started to do, like Steve Cooper decided to stop playing like modern football and decided to like circle the wagons, defend it and use his speed mm. to counter. And, you know, you, you can get a, some draws and some wins that way. It's You're taking less mm. risks, you're being pragmatic and you're just, his mission is to keep them up. It was, I'll try all the fancy shit when I get more comfortable and they get more comfortable with this league. And they also spent the money to stay up. So it, 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 they, they, they just definitely spent all their Premier League money to stay up. And I, I think he's also figuring out like who he should play because they only, mm. all, all them and Chelsea have so many players, but at least Bournemouth have had these players for a minute from the summer window. And even though they still got some players in the winter window, they they've had their players longer so they can be like all right let's stabilize this lineup let's go with these guys and then if we need something from the other guys then we use them like you don't see no Lingard no more starting it's not even a question it's like the young hungry guys or two hungry guys up front let me get their their names and one of them scored today really Brendan Johnson yeah. got two Brent, Brendan yeah and he's his father used to play for the club right is, mm-hmm. it, is he is he is he the kid that's whose father used to play for the club? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think his father used to play for the club, but he's 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 he he could be dangerous. And, and uh, mm. I really like yeah. Morgan Gibbs White there as well. He's a really good. I player. like him too. Those two are the light in this team, and, and no matter who they bought, these guys start. You know, and they and they, yeah. and, they and they play. And, and, and those two guys are from the championship with them, right? Uh, yeah, correct. Oh, no, Gibbs White was at Wolves and Forrest okay. bought him in the summer. But yeah, Johnson okay. had, had been there a minute. And just looking, yeah, his dad, David Johnson, played for um, played for Forrest for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, remember I his remember dad the... as well. He was a Jamaican international, his dad. Oh, shit. David oh, Johnson. Oh, brah, brah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Brennan Johnson decided to play for Wales. He's more Jamaican than Welsh. What the hell is that wrong with him? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brendan. I was just on your side, but you just got me off it. <laughs> uh, good, good props to you. Uh, so Southampton beats Leicester. I, I feel like there's a lot of irony and a lot of disrespect and ungratefulness in that I watched the Southampton game with you in my living room. I cheered your team on. And your team won, so I was good luck for you. And then you watch uh, the Liverpool, watch the Man United versus Liverpool game with me in my living room, <laughs> and that was not reciprocated. You were completely bad luck for my team. Seven goal, work goals were for bad luck. So yeah, I'm never watching a Man U game ever with live with you again. I might not even you know, watch I'm a fl- replay of a game that we won with you again. You're such bad luck. I mean, I'm flying home uh, Tuesday, but I'm going to fly back for the next Southampton game to watch it in your living room if it brings us, it brings us luck. I'll even yeah, tell the club and see if they can cover my flights and tell them it's, it's got to happen if they want to stay up. Yeah. This, is, this is to stay up. This, you want that Premier League money? Hey, yeah. You know what? Get, I'll even have you back here. I'll, I'll have a rate. Let me, let me make some money out of this good luck I'm giving Southampton. Uh, so, Arsenal, 
versus Bournemouth. We kind of touched on it. Insane game. Say it again. It's an insane game. (laughs) Is it though? I mean, just just for just for how it transpired. Like obviously, right? You know, Bournemouth struggling down the bottom of the league, going two 0 up against Arsenal, who were who seemed like they'd turned the corner and got this, you know, title challenge back on track. And to go 2-0 down against Bournemouth, who, for me, are the worst team in the league. Um, I mean, they they are, not just to you, but to the league. They are the worst <laughs> in the league. They, they, they are, are the now, part of you, the league. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I can say that with justification now. Yeah. Um, and it, it was so interesting watching it, because obviously we were watching, at that point, we were watching the Chelsea-Leeds game live at yours with Martin and obviously we were seeing the ticker in the corner saying like 1-0 Bournemouth we're like really? and then 2-0 Bournemouth like what the fuck mm-hmm. and then we saw those Arsenal goes go in and uh, after the Chelsea Leeds game finished the, the screen flipped to Arsenal Bournemouth and mm-hmm. with six minutes of injury time and then we saw them miss a couple of chances and waste a couple of balls in the box mm-hmm. in that time we're thinking like, okay maybe they're done and then, you know, Bournemouth was time-wasting a little bit with the goalkeeper and stuff, so that might have added some extra time on. But when that ball fell to Reese Nelson and he just smashed it into the corner, like, you could see the scenes in the stadium, just everyone lost their minds. Um, like, the, I've never heard the Emirates make a noise like that. I didn't realise <laughs> Arsenal fans had that in them to make yeah, a noise yeah. like that. I thought all Arsenal fans were mute before that. <laughs> but apparently, they all have tongues. Crazy. It's weird that they don't use it more often. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up that moment because, first of all, shout out to Reese Nelson. You've been waiting a long time to be able to get in the game and join your childhood friends and add points and con- contribute to this team that you came up in. So you got a, a chance to do it. Not only that, you did it with such composure in a moment where people are running towards you, the way you took the ball down and you set your shot and use your technique and put it in the back of the net, not an easy thing, especially when you know your time is limited and there's pressure to deliver in the minimal amount of time that you're given. So shout out to you. Uh, Also, shout out to the ref who gave Arsenal extra, extra time. I was like, hey man, blow the whistle, bro. Uh, The time is up. And this went two minutes past the time it was supposed to about so Arsenal you get lucky with that but like you said Bournemouth was time wasting and uh, I really wanted to see Arsenal lose because I wanted to see Man City get closer it would also keep them in uh, range of us but that didn't happen Arsenal scored and they won and they showed resilience I I feel like it's easy for teams like Bournemouth to not to, to score on Arsenal because Arsenal is going to jump all over them. So then if they can get some quick counters and get a goal here and there, you know, you know, they could, they could sh- uh, rattle Arsenal. Uh, but the thing about Arsenal, even when they're down, they're going to play the same way they played when the game was zero, zero and they have quality and you give them, give them time and they have the confidence and they have a lot of this subs back too, like, like, Smith Rowe is there and Reese Nelson and so so they're, they're trying to use more of their team and I think you were telling me about the lineup at the beginning of the game like Arsenal started no they started they had Vieira they t- in midfield Vieira. they took they took uh, Jorginho and Zaka out 
Yeah, yeah. Who have started like their last few games, but Partey was back, and Partey kind of messed up on one of the Bournemouth goals, but made up for it by scoring a goal. So, yeah. So it, it, Arsenal probably might get better because they're starting to expand the people they use on their roster more and get more rest for more people. And you and you have to take the chance to do this, you know. And then United has to do the same thing to like. We're gonna have to like use more people and take some chances, even though we it's coming towards the end of the season. And you want to like just have this set amount of people that you can trust, you can use. We just to buy some people some leg time. We might have to use some people, and Arteta has realized this, and he's he's done that in this game. So, all right, well played, awesome. Now you won three two, and uh. Yeah, you won this game. Uh, and there was a thought I didn't finish in the Man United game. I was talking about how this is the reverse of the Leicester game where we played Leicester. We had the ball, we dominated, but in the first half, they had their clear-cut chances, like better chances than us. But in the second half, we trousted them. Well, in the first half of the Liverpool-Man United game, uh, Liverpool had the ball the most, but we got the better chances. And in the second half, they just trounced us. So, yeah, I mean, and, and that point is, we give teams chances, and we gave Liverpool chance, but we normally don't pay for those chances, and we paid this time for Liverpool's chances because they have the quality. You don't give that type of quality those type of chances, and you can't quit on a team like that. Uh, you want to go to Man City, Newcastle? I don't know. Uh, stuck. Um, Man City did their thing. They just they they made it routine against Newcastle. Really, um, you know, Newcastle had a couple of little spells where they they created chances, but for the most part, it was just typical City. You know, Newcastle could have been a, a game where they slipped up, but they did their thing. And it's crazy that Arsenal were five points ahead of them despite losing to them recently. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, City had to had to get a result here just to keep things moving because obviously Arsenal were likely to beat Bournemouth, so even though they made hard work of it. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, City did their thing. No goals for Haaland, which disappointed me in fantasy football, but he got an assist, <laughs> so I'll take that. Um, but, yeah, just showing off their squad strength. Obviously, they can just throw Bernardo Silva into the game and he can go and score. Mares didn't play this game as well. So, um, yeah, just typical City, really, in this one. Yeah, and uh, one person that really stood out for me, and he's a, he's a good player, this might be no surprise, like Rodri. Like, some of the shit that he was doing with the ball in the middle mm-hmm. of the park, just getting it, turning around, finding people, and just his comfortability and his passing range. And he, I feel like he had the perfect game. I don't think they even considered him the man of the match, but for some reason, my eye caught him this game, and I was like, God damn, he was killing it in this, this game. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm just trying to... Foden hasn't started in a minute. They put him in, did his thing. I think, did he get both goals? Uh, the, the the second goal is probably more of an own goal than Rashford's own goal 
last weekend <laughs> in the thing, but they they gave it to him. I think they gave both goals to to Foden. But Foden had a you know like I'm back, you know, let me in, coach type of game. Start me, and uh, De Bruyne had a decent game. Harlan had the assist. Gundogan was a master. Nathan Ake was balling his ass off. Walker had some very interesting. He, he had a pretty pretty decent game and did his thing. And I'm just trying to see <clears throat> on Newcastle. Uh, yeah, Newcastle's. Listen, I wouldn't say Newcastle is falling off. They lost to the champs. They lost to us. They 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 lost to United in the League Cup. We're above them in the table, and we beat them in the final. But and then they lost now two games in a row when they lost this game to Man City. But and then before that they were dropping points, but they weren't losing. So I, I'm I'm not gonna write this Newcastle team off yet. They're just in one of those patches, and we'll see this. The rest of the season to determine who they're really going to be and how long this patch is going to last. But you know, respect to Newcastle, and uh, you know they they were at the the, the Etihad. So hey, you know they're going to have to make some buys in the summer and like to take the team to the next level, and they're going to have to get rid of some people. Uh, and, and that's the part. Like I feel like Eddie Howe has made some of these players better players. He's gone there. He, they can only take him so far. So we're going to have to see if Eddie Howe has the cutthroat level of coaching that he's going to need to take Newcastle to the next level. And, and that's where we're going to see who he is and who they are based on those decisions coming this summer. Uh, and what did you, and we watched the Chelsea Leeds. What do you think of the Chelsea Leeds? I was happy for. For Neil and the win, yeah, I mean they uh, they sort of controlled the game, Chelsea, but without looking like they were going to score a bunch of goals. Um, mm-hmm. That's still a problem for them. Like Havertz had that big chance where he got put through one v one, and he tried to like lift it over the keeper, and Melier made the save. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I thought Chelsea were in control for the most part. Um, but it will still be worrying for them that they, you know, it took a set piece for them to to score. Uh, Fafana got up really well though, really good header from him. Um, mm-hmm. His first goal, I think, for Chelsea. So that'll be good for him. And, you know, Chelsea were missing a few people as well. So the fact that they were able to go into this game and uh, and get the win takes a little bit of that pressure off Potter, but they've got Dortmund midweek in the Champions League. And, you know, I know Neil was saying previously that that's the one that's going to put him on real pressure if he loses that game. I think that, that Neil is talking about the fans rather than the board because the board seem <laughs> pretty confident that, you know, he's their man kind of thing. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see if that gives him any confidence ahead of the Dortmund game. Um, but like I say, it, it seemed like the same old Chelsea problems in that they weren't ever really going to score multiple game goals in this game. And they looked a bit toothless still, even though they had, you know, Sterling Havertz and João Felix are good players individually, but they didn't really look that cohesive up front and they were going to take a bunch of chances. Although I do think Felix was a little bit unlucky with that one where the ball got cut back to him in the yeah, first half. The post. Yeah, it was such good technique to wrap his foot around the ball 
Um, but yeah, to see it come back out was, uh, yeah, it must be frustrating for him. But yeah, just wasteful, Chelsea. Yeah, they hit the post a bunch of times. And it's just the typical story of Chelsea, like getting into the final third, creating chances, high XG, and then no goals. And uh, so the irony that a defender scored for a mm. team that bought so many forward and attacking players <laughs> is pretty hilarious. But thank God he did because uh, before the game, they were saying on on uh, USA that uh, Potter has two games. He has to win this one and the next one in the Champions League or else they're going to fire him. I feel like if he wins the next two games, they're still going to fire him, <laughs> but they're going to wait. Like the only way for Potter to keep this job, like they, 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 they you know, I, I don't think they're going to fire him like before the season ends, unless shit gets really bad. Mm-hmm. But if, if, the, if it's like a win here, a loss here, a win here, a loss there, he's, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. They, they, got, they have somebody on notice to pay attention to this team get familiar with the roster and depending on how Potter does at the end of the season, it's your job. So Potter, the only way to try to keep this job is to go on like a 10 game win streak so that they can believe that, okay, now we know this guy can take us to the next level next season. But I don't, I don't trust a board full of billionaires to keep their word for nothing. Like I know, I know that, it would cost them what sixty mil. Neil was saying. I think it'll be less. I think there'll be a break clause in there somewhere. There won't, it, it won't be a full contract so, out. How much? So how much you figure? Like, I, it'll be a season or two's worth of money, I reckon, season. or like the remainder of whatever season he's in plus one extra year. So say thirty mil. What is thirty mil to billionaires? Nothing. Like to <laughs> us regular people, it's everything. But to them. Like, you think these people have never lost 30 million before? It's nothing. They'll, they'll get rid of this guy. So, Potter, <laughs> I wish you luck, except when you play us. Because uh, I, I like you and you're English, and I think you are a good coach, and I hope you level up to this level immediately, or you will be gone. Uh, I'm going to have to run in about five minutes. I. Uh, I, I, I think that's all we kind of really got. Like, uh, I think we, shout out to Brighton as well for smashing up West Ham. That was a a big result. Yeah. And, oh, and another fun result. Let's talk about the funnest result and then get out of here. Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> Spurs losing to... Is it Wolves? Wolves. Yeah, Wolves. Yeah, yeah. So it was just fun to to see because that game was being played while we were watching what Chelsea uh, leads. Mm. So, so it was, yeah, you know. Anytime Spurs loses, it's fun for us. And do you want to talk real quickly about the? I, I just want to ask you one question: How is it for you, based on the way football is shown in England, right? How is it for you? And I, and I know you've been on in America before and seen games, but I never asked you this. How is it to be able to watch games the way you w- are able to watch them here compared to how you're able to watch them in England? 
it's nice. I quite like it, especially when it's not like crazy early. Um, mm-hmm. I don't enjoy, you know, 5.30 a.m. starts, but the, the, the 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. games at 7 o'clock, I quite like that, waking up and, and mm-hmm. being able to watch a bunch of football. That was pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. And then you get the rest of your day to... Like, it felt quite weird that we watched like back-to-back live games and then we went to watch a live game straight after. Like that was just a full day of football. We had like... We had like the Leeds Chelsea game followed by the Southampton Leicester game, and then obviously we went down to um, BMO Stadium for LAFC versus Portland Timbers, and that was full of goals. So that was a great day as well. Um, yeah, so yeah. it was a proper football day. <laughs> yeah, I want to say shout out to Seth at LAFC for hooking us up. We came down, we saw the game, we got to see Chiellini, and Chiellini is a professional, a real fucking <laughs> footballer. Like he was the best yeah. player on the pitch for me. When he got the ball in the back, he looked to pass through the lines a lot and got the ball to, you know, the, some of the LAFC forwards or midfielders. Even though they didn't always hold on to it, like he was just consistently just like at a really high level. Like yeah. he is who they thought he was. And uh, it's, it's, I, I've seen him play twice and he was the best player on the field every time. Like I, I've seen him, so he's just a real deal, and it's good to to see that. And congrats to the LAFC for winning a match. They went up three one, and then we did you did we ever? There was a point where they were up four one, and four nil. That was before the first four, Portland goal. Yeah. Oh shit! So and we still don't know why that goal <laughs> was taken off, but then Timber came back, scored two goals, and it got touch and go towards the end, but. LFC held on. So it was great. Like you said, I watched, I woke up at four o'clock to watch the four thirty game, then the then the six thirty game, and then the nine thirty game. And then we went to watch. You joined me at the the six thirty game. Six thirty game. But then and then I went to to uh we, we all went to see LAFC play and then I dropped you guys home and then I went to the comedy store to watch the Chris Rock special, which was half broadcast from there and half broadcast from Baltimore. So I had a full-ass day. Man. <laughs> I was like the two things I love the most. Stand up, and you were back up this morning to watch, uh, to watch your team. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm the, I'm the, to, and I woke up this morning in time to watch Liverpool get lucky. And I, can I say it again? Get lucky to score seven goals before we were able to score one. And that's the only reason why you want to get Liverpool. And I stand by that. <laughs> All right, but thanks, man. It's great uh, having you out here. Uh, it's a quick week, but I hope it was fun for you too. We did the podcast in the studio, and uh, yeah, good shit, man. Yeah, I'll be back. <laughs> All right, for sure. Yeah, let me know if you never, <laughs> if Southampton ever needs a win. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you're listening, I'll be at the Bell House in Brooklyn, March 9th. That is this Thursday. I got one show at 7.30 p.m. So pull up, New York, come through. I got a hot 45 minutes an hour. And, uh, you know, yeah, would love to, you know, people come out and check it out. Uh, you got anything uh, you want to end with? Uh, no, just follow me on the socials, Lee Hudson Comedy um, on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, just people go see your show on Thursday. I got to see a bit of your set the other night in the, uh, in the OR at the Comedy Store. It's fucking great. So, yeah, people Thanks, need to get man. out and watch that. Yeah, and Lee is out here killing people in battles. He cut flying over to America and uh, <laughs> and, um, and uh, 
catching bodies on stage <laughs> and then going back to the to to uh england leaving chalk marks out here <laughs> so good shit in the roast battle on tuesday <laughs> all right everyone thanks for listening if you're listening on those platforms where you can like star and rate please do that and uh have you got any questions or comments hit us up on youtube i can subscribe peace love everybody take care of some one boom so that was